Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? It's your boy, Estot Foster, back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And this is episode 127 of the podcast. So the subject matter I got today is, um, listen, this, this movie is a banger to me. And the reason I chose to do it on here instead of Viewers Anonymous is because, you know, my guy Scoots, you know, he, he really never, like, he, he got into Rocky, but, like, he wasn't really, like, a huge, huge Creed fan. And so it's a lot of stuff that I wanted to get off on on the film. So, you know, that's why I chose to do it on 28 Minutes or Less than to hold off and try to do it on Viewers Anonymous. So, Creed 3 is my subject matter today. And, you know, there there are a lot of things to cover here, but, you know, this movie is, you know, it, it has an origin story in it, but also to really get into it, you have to get into the original or, origin story. And what's dope about the Rocky movies is the whole Adonis Creed thing and how they was able to tie this into, you know, the modern day, as far as giving it a storyline that really makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? So when you, when you go back to the original, you know, the original Rocky where Adonis Creed, not, um, not Adonis, he's Adonis. Um, Oh, what's my man's name? Now his name is slipping my mind. Apollo Creed, excuse me. And I said Adonis earlier, but Apollo Creed, what's dope about that story is he was a champion. You know, he was a guy at the top of the boxing game. You know, shout out to Carl Weathers. Um, and Rocky was you know, an unknown dude that was able to get a shot at the title fight. And so, you know, they fought and Apollo won. And then Rocky II comes along and Rocky wins with this crazy two-person knockout and Rocky was able to stand up in time to get the fight. And so then you get to Rocky three, where, you know, Rocky's going through a lot of shit and, you know, he reaches out to Apollo and Apollo comes in and he trains him to fight. Um, what's my dude now? Everybody's name is slipping my mind, but I know Mr. T, Clobber Lane. So he goes to fight Clobber Lane. He's trying to train him in a way, two things. He's training him because He's like, yo, you need to get quicker and you need to, you know, be more light footed. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't sit in the ring and beat the fuck out of a dude that is as big as this clobber lane was, as strong as clobber lane was. Like there's no way you can fight this guy straight up, you know, especially the way you fought me because Apollo Creed fought with finesse. You know what I'm saying? Clobber lane, you know, he kind of fought more like, uh, like George Foreman, you know what I'm saying? A lot of power and uh, Mike Tyson, like that type of shit. So, but also he had to get Rocky, Rocky had got too complacent, you know what I'm saying? Buying a lot of stuff, got the big ass house now. He's not, you know, he, he, he's not built from that same cloth that he was. And so within doing that, like they became really, really good friends. And so then Rocky Four comes along and at the time Apollo wasn't fighting, then he wanted to come back and he wanted to fight Drago. Fights Drago, dies in the ring. Then Rocky go back and fight Drago and beat him. So, we, we all think the whole Creed story is done. And so then, then this dude named Udonis, I mean Adonis Johnson come along. Kid that you know, always in the streets fighting. You know, the movie started out, he was in jail. You know what I'm saying? And this is Creed 1. 
So he's starting out as a you know a troublemaker that loves to fight, and then he knows that Apollo Creed is his father. But this is the thing, and which really made it dope. And I know it kind of sucks, but at the same time, there is a stereotype that's not always true. It's not always true, but there is a stereotype of you know people who are athletes, you know. A lot of women tend to like these dudes, and he ended up getting basically his side chick pregnant, and that's where he came from. Like, so he was never, he was the bastard child, you know what I'm saying, in those terms. And so he had a lot of anger, and we also figured out in Creed 3 things that added to that anger. Like, we thought that, you know, from Creed 1 to Creed 2, we thought that anger in that in that need to fight was only because he never was able to grow up with his father. Now, granted, his father had died, but at the same time, he realized like his father wasn't even his mom's husband or you know boyfriend. Basically, like that was just you know one of his side chicks or whatever. Or it could have been just let's just say this. Let's let's not do Adonis like that. I mean, let's not do Apollo like that. Let's just say that he was her side. You know, that was his one side chick. So we found out that in this movie, where some of that anger came from. You know what I'm saying? And that comes from a childhood friend. Now, moving along to Creed 3, now Adonis is, you know, he's fighting his last fight. You know, that's how the movie starts off. He's fighting his last fight. Well, really, the movie starts off showing this kid. Um, and, you know, the, and they did a really, really good, you know, casting job because they really looked like it would be the younger Adonis and the youngest Damien. And, um, but, you know, he's, he's fighting. Adonis is fighting his last fight. You know, he wins. He goes out as a champ, but now he wants to go into that lane of being a promoter. Um, he got his gym and he got fighters under him. And so like his top fighter, you know what I'm saying, was this dude Felix, um, Felix uh, Chavez. So like that's like his, his main guy. So he got all these fighters, but like Felix is the one, he's the one that is the heavyweight champion of the world. Well, not heavyweight champion, he's a champion. So look, that's another thing that, that kills me about Rocky movies, okay? In Creed movies is the fact of like these weights don't be matching up. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the people that Rocky fought, he was always a foot shorter than these dudes and 20 to 30 pounds lighter, which never made any sense. Because um, even when he fought Clarber Lane, it was like, dude, he was like, <laughs> it was like 50 pounds lighter than he was, which made no sense but the way that they do the weights. But anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. So, he is, let's just say Chavez is a champion. And so, you know, Adonis is in this new lane, you know, now he's, you know, being more of a father to his daughter. You know, the last time we saw his daughter, she was an infant. Now, you know what I'm saying? She's got to be around about 10, 11 years old now. And, you know, obviously she's deaf, and which I thought was, um, I thought it was a nice touch to add to the movie. Um, it was a very emotional scene in Creed 2 when they was doing the hearing test, and you know, Adonis and Blanca was like just looking at each other, and like she knew by looking at his face when he you know, the way that he was crying and she knew like, you know, she's gonna be deaf. And so there's a lot of sign language in the movie. You know, which um which I can appreciate because I think that, that that adds, I think that that adds, you know what I'm saying, some meat to the story. You know, just knowing that they 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 took the time to learn all of this stuff. Because for the people who are really deaf or for the people who have deaf people in their family, they can really appreciate something like, like these actors really taking the time to learn all of the sign. And so I really thought that that was a really, really good touch to add to this movie because, 
the things that you do, you know, as a parent, I think that people don't understand the certain things that certain parents go through when you have, you know, a person with a disability or, you know, anything around that realm, that realm of, of, of situation. Like there's, there's always these, these different lives that are going on, you know, in people's lives. So you never know what's going on. And so for him to, you know, meet the woman that he wanted to be with and for her to, you know, have a problem with hearing and she has to wear a hearing aid, which will get a little bit more into B's situation because, you know, there's some things that she's going through throughout this film that he didn't really, you know, appreciate until they actually was able to sit down and have a conversation. So I just like the touch that they added there. So Adonis is, you know, um, He's, you know, turned into a promoter and he is, you know, running the gym with, uh, oh man, I, I'm like, everybody's name is slipping my mind today. And I do not know why nobody's name is standing up to my mind, but um, Wood Harris, man, who is Wood Harris playing in here? I do not know what is going on with me. Usually I got this stuff right at the top of my brain. Little Duke, man. So he got the gym with Little Duke and Felix is knocking out all of his, his sparring partners. And they're like, yo, like, you know, try to chill, man. You know, blase, blase, all this type of shit. So he's walking out to his car because he's, Felix is supposed to be fighting Drago which makes no sense because Drago is three times the size of him, but for some odd reason, that's what it is. And I also like that how Drago and Adonis formed this relationship after the fight. Because if you remember in Creed 2, which I thought was, and that's another thing that I like about these Creed movies, it's the fact of how they're able to add the emotion to these fights. Like these aren't just fights. Like these fights actually hold meaning. And it's different from just putting two people in the ring and it's just a fight. Like the way they built up the Drago story in part two was, to me, it was amazing. I thought all three of these Creed movies were amazing. And the way they built it up with Drago being, having to live in, um, I think they was in the Ukraine, if I'm not mistaken, because Russia basically kicked him out from when, you know, his father lost the fight to Rocky. He was like, yo, I lost everything. I lost my wife, your mom left, all this type shit. And what really pissed me off about that movie was when, when he uh, beat Creed the first time and he really started to become like a household name, Mom Dukes want to pop back up, which was very disappointing to me. And so Mom Dukes popped back up and he's like, yo, like, fuck this bitch. Like, she left us. She left us to, you know what I'm saying, to live in the slums, you know what I'm saying? We had to build ourselves back up and all this type shit. And now she want to come around because I know one, you know what I'm saying, the belt or whatever, whatnot. So his father's like, you know, he, he, he was looking for that acceptance still. So when the fight came around the second time around, and, oh, excuse me, I said that wrong. He wasn't the champion. He beat Creed, but he was disqualified because he hit him when he was down on one knee. So he never became the champ because he did a illegal thing or whatever. So when they fought the second time, and he's, you know, he started to lose. You know what I'm saying? Creed was gaining on him in the later rounds. And Mom Dukes got up and left again. And the emotion that hit his face. And then he sat there in that ring and he just took the beating of his life. Like 
He's just sat there and let Adonis whoop his ass because he was so broken, he was so hurt. And like the emotion that they add to these movies is really, really good, man, because it's not just a boxing movie. Like the Rocky movies, you know, a, a lot of it is really a love story. You know what I'm saying, to Adrian. And this movie, I feel like, like these movies, I feel like have a little bit more meat to the bone, man. And and for his father to have to throw the towel in, which goes back to when, when Drago's father fought Apollo Creed and Duke was telling Rocky to throw the damn towel. You know, everybody knows the meme, but throw the damn towel. And he never threw the towel and Apollo died. And Drago was like, you know, if he dies, he dies type thing. But that was back then. And so now he's watching his son get his ass whooped. And he remembered that he killed Adonis' father. And he didn't want to see his son die in the ring, so he threw the towel in. So, but that scene of him taking those hits was a very emotional scene. So, I like the fact that after that fight, they became really good friends to the fact of when he went, you know, when Adonis, I get to all of that. So anyway, so now, Let's really get into the Dame story and let's get into the whole thing of the origin story of their relationship. So when they were younger, Dame was the actual boxer. He was the person, he was a couple of years older than Adonis. And like, so, you know, he picks him up at home and so they go to this place, which looked like a club, but I mean, it was a club, but it was a boxing ring in there. And he was already the golden, the golden gloves champ, you know, youth champ of Compton. And so the thing about it done is like, he already knew like the sport of boxing. Like he was telling him, yo, you know, right, watch his right hand when he do this and you know, blah, 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 and all this type shit. So like they really made like a really, really good team and so, you know, he was watching, like watching Dame, you know, do these fights or whatever. And, you know, he obviously picked up some shit from him. And so this is where we find out where this attitude came from when it came to Adonis. So they pull up at this liquor store. And so he's walking into the store and he sees this guy, which name is Leon. And Leon was the, a, a group home father. Um, like they both ended up in the group home and that's where their friendship, you know what I'm saying, became to brotherhood or whatever, whatnot. And we come to find out that Leon used to beat them. And he, even when he finally had the conversation with B, like he finally told her what was really going on, which I get to that a little later, but he just started beating up this guy, Leon, and the, so these people jumped in and they grabbed him and Dame popped out with a gun, which Dame said, like he already had priors at the time and, you know, he had a gun on him and he pulled the gun on the dudes to get them off of Donna's. And that, adding that to the story that makes the fight between them later on more than just a fight. And that's what's so great about these Creed movies. It's the fact that they're making these movies more than the fight. There's a lot of, emo now Rocky did it too when he went to go fight, you know, Drago after uh, Apollo died. So there is a trend of like, they're, they're keeping, cause like, that's what you gotta understand. Like these Rocky and these Creed movies are always gonna be connected. Now, I remember before this movie came out, I was like, yo, I really hope they don't keep this trend going. And like now he fights Clobber Lang's son. 
And I was just like, okay, now it's, I, I thought that that would have been too cheesy. It's like, come on, like we, we really gonna keep this, now he's fighting everybody's son that he fought back in the day. I'm glad they, they got away, because Drago is, is the, that's the only one that makes sense because he killed Apollo. So, Damon is sitting outside the car. Well, sitting on, not sitting on his car, but he's leaning up against his car and um, Adonis is coming out. He's on the phone trying to figure out this fight shit. And yo, he's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You want to get off my car? And he's like, yo, you don't remember me? And he looked and he's like, dang. And so he, uh, you know, he asked him how he was doing, whatever. He was like, I'm doing all right, you know, blase, blase. And so they go out to lunch. So when they out to lunch, it's like, man, how long you been, you know, how long you been down? It's like, man, 18 years. He was like, well, you know, two got tacked on, but, you know, I've been down for 18 years or whatever. And he was like, I wrote you a few times. He was like, really? He's like, you know, like, I never got him. And so, um, you know, they, they catching up and he's basically telling him like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to fight. And he asked, and Adonis is like, yo, like, is there anything I could do for you? you know, a job, whatever, whatnot. He was like, yo, like, you know, he's trying to be, you know, the heavyweight champion of the world or whatever. Adonis tried to handle some money. He's like, yo, I don't want no handouts. Like, I just basically want, you know what I'm saying, a shot to fight. So he was like, you know, come to the gym. And so he was like, yo, I can get you to spar. You know what I'm saying, Chavez or whatever, whatnot. And so, Little Duke is like, yo, this, this, is, this is a bad idea. He's like, you don't owe this dude nothing. And, and Adonis is like, yo, like, he felt like he owed him something because he never reached out, you know what I'm saying, throughout these 18 years that he was locked up. But he had a reason for never reaching out, which, which you could believe that it's a good reason or a bad reason. But at the same time, he was trying to forget those younger years. You know what I'm saying? But also his mom, Dukes, had contributed to that because she was the one who had the letters and never showed them to him because she felt like you would be better off just not speaking to this dude just completely forgetting about this guy because you know all, all it's gonna do is you know, bring up some shit that's, that's, that's not good for you. And, and you know what? Hold on, wait a minute. I know this is a long way. Too far up. I, I did it wrong. I said it wrong. And I apologize because I know this was probably like 30 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago or whatever the case may be. Adonis... I hate when I got clean shit up because I said this shit wrong. Apollo actually was with Marianne. He was actually with his. He was married to her. But Adonis was from a side chick. That's why he was in a group home. I said that wrong. And that's why his name was Johnson. So. Anyway, let me get back to what I'm saying. So, he brings in Damon to spar with Felix. Duke is like, yo, like this, this is this is a bad idea, man. He was like, this dude got vengeance. You don't owe him shit, all this type shit. And he's like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let just, you know, who we ain't got people lined up to get in the ring with Felix. So He invites Dame over for dinner. And this is where Dame meets the family, meets B, you know what I'm saying, meets the daughter. And he, you know, realizes that she's deaf. And, you know, in the way that he plays it, like, I know everybody's mad at Jonathan Majors right now. I know that he's being canceled, but I'm not here for this right now. 
This dude is an insane talent. And the way that he played this part was amazing. And, you know, on the scene of like showing, like when Adonis was, was, was showing him the, the sign, you know what I'm saying, on the spot, you know, and, and the, con the conviction in his face when he was doing it, you know what I'm saying? That's what makes Jonathan Majors like that fucking good. You know what I mean? Because he looked so convincing when he was looking at Adonis and, you know, and, and he's learning the sign on the spot. I, th I thought that that was just great acting right there. So anyway, they're sitting outside, um, B, Adonis, and, and Dame, and they're sitting there talking and, you know, they're catching up. And he brings up some shit about, you know what I'm saying, the group home. Dame does. And and B is like, you know, she's like, yo, you ain't never told me this shit. She ain't say it. She just got that look. And he was like, yo, you remember them bed bugs? And, you know, he was like, yo, I'm trying to forget them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see he's trying to push off the conversation because he don't want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the group home shit because he never even told her that he was in a group home. And so... She's like, okay, this I see where this conversation is going. I'm going to let you guys talk. I'm going to go to bed. So then they go down to the basement, to the man cave or whatever, whatnot. And so that's when he tells him, like, yo, like, I want a title fight. And he's like, yo, like, I, that's impossible. I can't give you a title fight. And so he went about it by trying to ask. And so that's when Dane takes matters into his own hands which they don't play this out till later in the movie, but I'm not going to go through it scene for scene. So, what he does is he gets a guy that he was locked up with. While they was there, while before B went to bed, she invited him to this, um, this some kind of album party or, you know, some kind of party. And... You know, he accepted, but when they were talking about music, he asked her, which was a double-sorted question of like, yo, like, well, he was like, yo, why, why don't you perform anymore? And she was like, yo, you know, I started having some hearing problems on stage and, you know, I didn't want it to do any further damage. So, you know, I'm doing more producing and things like that. And so anyway, at the party, uh, Victor Drago shows up and while B and Dame is having a conversation, he asks her, how does it feel having other people sing your songs? Now, if you're paying attention to the movie, you kind of already know, like, hold on, that, that's the question, that's a double-sorted question, like, because the way he felt, he felt that Adonis was living his life. He's like, everything that you're doing right now and everything that you became is what I was on track to be. You know what I'm saying? But I end up spending 18 years of my life in prison. At the time, he was like, I was spending it because of you. Because there was some resentment there, but he knew at the time that he needed Adonis. So what he ended up doing while they were talking is then this fight breaks out. Uh, and it was against Victor Drago and this dude fractured his hand. And so the fight was supposed to go down that next month. And so there was a conversation. Duke didn't like it at all. He's like, yo, this won't make no, I'm telling you, like, I don't think it's a great idea to put Dame in the ring with Victor because, you know what I'm saying? This dude is fighting with anger. Like, he's fighting to hurt people. He's not fighting, you know what I'm saying, to, to win a fight. 
And Adonis sits down with, you know, Felix, his mother, and they ended up saying, you know, we could, we could do, you know, um, a revenge type fight where a dude, you know, been locked up all this time, a Cinderella story, everybody likes it, like, you know what I'm saying, we gonna do the fight. So they agreed to it. So they do this whole thing of them promoting the fight, you know, saying Dame used to be a Golden Club champ, got locked up for 18 years, you know what I'm saying? He's on his last leg. Let's, you know, build his fight up, all this type of shit. And Dame's fighting style, like he 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 really reminded me of Mike Tyson. The way he moved around in the ring, how vicious he was. Now, now he was a dirty fighter. I'm not, Mike Tyson wasn't a dirty fighter. I know what you think. Oh, he bit Vander Holyfield's ear. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fundamentals of Mike Tyson was great. You know, he was the knockout king, blase, blase. But Dame, just his mannerisms reminded me of Mike Tyson. How vicious he looked, how big he was. You know what I'm saying? Wearing the black trunks and all of that type shit. You know, Mike Tyson used to wear the black trunks. And like, his fighting style was so dope to me. Uh, but it was also like also like an old school type of fighter. Now, now, Dane took a lot of hits because, like I say, he wasn't the greatest defensive fighter. You know what I'm saying? He was always on the offense. He was always looking for the big knockout. But he did illegal shit. Like, he held Felix and hit him in the shoulder where he fucked his arm up. You know what I'm saying? Then he threw a fight. I mean, he threw a punch where he hit him with his elbow. Now, they actually saw that, and they docked him two points for that. Then there was another time where he he hit Felix's leg. So, like, he was doing, like, a lot of illegal shit during the fight. Um, but he ended up knocking his ass out. And then, so he becomes a champ. And once he became a champ, that's when the turn of the movie came because that's when everybody's mad at Adonis because like Felix is fucked up. He's in the hospital fucked up. And Duke was like, yo, I told you. He was like, I told you Dane was a bad fucking idea, but you did the shit anyway. And so he was like, yo, don't even show up to the gym. Like, I don't even want to see you. So he's on his way home. Or well, at least he's driving around, gets a text from his mom's, go to his mom's. All right. Moms pull out the letters and like, yo, I know you think that you're trying to help this dude, but he's not viewing it that way, basically. So she shows him a picture from one of the letters that he wrote. and He saw the dude that was on the news for hitting Drago's hand. He is one of the guys that Dame was locked up with. So he find out where Dame was and Dame is partying, you know, on the beach or whatever. And he's like, yo, like, like what the fuck? Like you set me up. And so that's when they have the conversation of like, yo, like I needed you then, like I don't need you now. And he was like, yo, bro, you, you left me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's when you see the whole time that Dame was hurt. Like, you never reached out. You never came to see me. You never wrote me back. Like, you, you left me out to dry. Like, you was getting your ass whooped and, and I stepped in to stop it. And you know what I'm saying? You didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? You just you just forgot about me. And then basically the way he looking at it, like, like you took my life. And he's like, yo, I'm coming here to take everything back. And so, you know, they get into a little altercation. And, and so, th and this is another thing that's great about this movie. And this is just add on to the plot. So, B comes down to see Adonis and he's down there drinking. She's like, yo, you never came up last night, blase, blase. Like, like, what's the deal? Like, talk to me. And that's another thing. He never talked about it, his, issue, his issues. He always kept everything bottled in, which I can relate to like 
so much. I keep a lot of shit bottled in. So I could really relate to what was going on during the scene where she, what was so great about this movie and not great about my life is the fact that he had a woman that wanted him to open up to him, to her, excuse me. But he would not open up to her. He was just like, yo, like just leave this shit in the past. Like let it be, let, you know what I'm saying? Just let this shit lay, like let it go. And like he would not open up to her. And she was like, yo, you used to have boxing to help you release some of the shit that you had bottled up. And now you don't have boxing anymore. And now it's affecting our relationship. It's, it's affecting your relationship with your daughter because we don't want to see you like this. So he still does, he does not get it out at this time. Like he, he still just got it bottled up. And so she was like, yo, like basically what do you need to do you know what I'm saying? And this was what ended up happening. Dame is talking a lot of shit about him in the press. But his mom had a stroke. And so they trying to basically like, you know, through the beginning of the movie, trying to convince her to move in with them. She's like, yo, I'm not leaving my house. Well, she ended up getting another stroke. And this was the bad one. And, you know, a very sad scene where she's sitting there talking to Adonis, you know. And she knows Adonis at the time. Then she kind of blinks her eyes and then she starts calling him Apollo. And saying how Adonis saved my life. So it was like a little, little bit of dementia that popped in there. And so she passes away. Now, the reason he was, I mean, first of all, you know, I mean, he is upset seeing his mother, you know, on her deathbed. But he was also, the last conversation that they had, he was pissed off at her for hiding those letters that uh, Dane wrote him when, uh, when, you know, when he was locked up. So they left each other on bad terms. And then when he saw her, you know what I'm saying, on her deathbed, yeah, it, he was down for that, but also the last conversation that they had and then for her to think that he is Apollo. So she passes away. And so that's when he finally sat down and had that conversation with B. And she was able to share things that she was upset about. You know, she was able to admit to him how upset she was and how she was still trying to figure out how to deal with the fact of, yeah, I, I wanted my career to be different. I wanted to be the person on stage singing these songs. Like I wanted to go and tour and all of this type of shit, but because of my hearing problems, I had to take a step back and start doing more producing and writing songs and shit like that. And she was like, yo, the shit bothers me. I don't talk to you about it but it bothers me. And so she was able to open up to her husband about the issues that she was having. So then he was finally able to open up about the problems from his past, telling her about Leon and about how Leon, he, now he said, yo, we wasn't angels, but he was like, no kid deserved to get beat on the way that we were getting beat on. And so then he also admitted to her what happened the day between, you know, the day that Dame got locked up and how when he pulled the gun on the dudes, he took off running. He was like, yo, I ran and I left him. And, and so he had resentment within himself where he left Dame to get arrested and he got arrested by himself when he took off running. So he looked at himself as in being a coward. And so, she told him like, yo, it wasn't your fault. Like at the end of the day, Dame was the one that had priors. Dame was the one who had that gun. You know what I'm saying? He was a, he was a fighter. He could have jumped in there and fought. He just won a boxing match. You know what I'm saying? When you are a boxer, your hands are weapons. You know what I'm saying? So there was different ways to handle that situation. He decided to handle it that way. So she told him like, yo, it wasn't your fault that he got locked up. 
And so he was like, yo, like it's to a point now, there's only one way to get him to listen. And she's like, well, do what you need to do. So he goes on first tape with Stephen A. And Dame calls in, which never happens on fucking first tape, but that's a whole other story. Um, so he's calling him Kyle. And so like, he's like, yo, okay, we're going to fight each other. And I'm, I'm dragging this out. So I'm going I'm, to I'm shorten this up a little bit. So, you know, obviously they do the promotion for the fight. And so then they do the fight. And like I said earlier in the pod, these fights are more than just fights. And one of my favorite parts in this movie is, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the third round. Where they're both of them are in the zone and no like the arena is empty not the arena but the field they, they fought at dodge stadium it's empty there's no sound or there's sound but it's just them like breathing and the, and the hits and all that type shit like it like it's only them and it, it was so dope how they did that and then they also did this thing of like where you know where he would have a checkmate where things would slow down and he would see something like the first fight that he fought, it would show this thing where he would look, like everything would slow down and he would look and he would see the dude ribs. And then like he had told little dude, checkmate. And then when he came back out, he hit the dude. Like he was just basically, everything slowed down for him and he was able to hit him in the ribs. Now that happened in that round, well no, that happened later in the round, the 12th round. But Dang opened up and you know what I'm saying he called an opportunity to knock him out. But anyway, like that whole scene of like how they how they did that, I thought that was really dope. But anyway, when Adonis was able to, you know what I'm saying, to get that checkmate and knock out Dane, Dane looked at him because he told him, like, yo. The way that you fight is the way that I fought. You know what I'm saying? And Dame kind of looked at it like, you took my fighting style, you took my life, and you know what I'm saying? He wanted to take everything from him. He wanted to break him and take everything from him. So that's when he really, really respected him. But I think that that's when they finally was able to see the reality of the situation. So they looked at each other and there was like a mutual respect there. So they're celebrating in Adonis' room. He goes down and Dame is in there with his two people. He tells them to get out. So they sit down and they have a conversation. And Adonis is like, yo, I'm sorry. And like, It's a very emotional scene because you see two people who were great friends. And, you know, one of them had resentment for what happened and he blamed him for everything. And when he told, when Adonis told him, like, yo, I'm sorry, he was like, I should have never left you to deal with that alone. And Dane was able to finally take responsibility and say, yo, we were kids. You know what I'm saying? Like we were kids and you shouldn't have to hold that. And he was basically like, you know what I'm saying? It, you know what I'm saying? It was my fault. And he was able to tell Dame like, yo, like it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Just your fault. You know what I mean? Like they both really kind of took responsibility for what happened. And that's why I say where the fight was, was more than a fight. Like I would have been, this is what sucks about what's going on with Jonathan Majors right now. Because I would have been really interested to see how Creed 4 would have folded out. 
because how they left each other, you know, with Adonis telling him, yo, if there's anything that you need, man, you know where I'm at. It would have been very interesting to see how this whole shit would have shaped out because I, I, I don't I don't think the Drago story is done. I do believe that if there um, is a Creed 4, I, I think that um, we are going to see Drago fight because Drago, you know, sparred with him. You know, that, that, that whole scene of like, you know, Adonis is needing to, to break himself to get back in that mode to fight because he, you know, he was retired for three years. Um, but it would have been very interesting to see the Dame character in Creed Four, And the way that Jonathan Majors is being canceled right now, because I don't see nobody else playing Dame like this. If 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 they come back with the Dame story and it's not Jonathan Major, it's not gonna be right. It's not it's not gonna fit. Um, but I I personally think that this was the best Creed. Um, I would go three two one personally. Um, I thought two was really really good, man. The whole backstory giving us the the Drago stories, you know, Rocky. Um, and, and, and that's another thing. Um, we hear two different stories. You know, even though uh, Sylvester Stallone is a producer of Creed 3, from Michael B's perspective of what I've heard is that he was like yo like he was doing Tulsa King at the time and he was like you know that they, they couldn't get on schedule to to uh you know to put Rocky in in here and Sylvester Stallone was like yeah I was doing Tulsa King but he was like he was just basically being told we want to go in a different direction he was like, I'm always open to, to, you know, come back and be in a Creed movie. And I don't know if, if, if there is truth to both sides or, or one side don't really want to tell the truth or one side is, you know, upset. Like, I don't know. But what I got from Creed 2 was when he beat Victor Drago and Rocky did the thing of like, yo, like this is your time. Like I'm passing the mantle on to you. I looked at that as in Sylvester Stallone. It's like, yo, this, this shit is yours now. You don't need me to be in it. But I think if Rocky is alive, there's no reason why there shouldn't be a phone call. There's no reason why there shouldn't be an appearance. Like I felt like he should have showed up to the funeral. I felt like there should have been some type of conversation that had been had. Rocky just coming to just visit the little girl. You know what I mean? Like something. I, I, I don't think that he should completely be out of this. I think it should be more of a cameo, at least a cameo type of uh, um, situation. You know what I'm saying? That's just my thoughts on it. I don't know which story is true. I don't know if both of them got truth to it or whatever the case may be. But, um, but personally, I think that there should be some type of cameo situation going on with Sylvester Stallone. That's just my opinion. But all in all, I think that this is a great movie. I, I, I love origin stories when you put something in the movie where you really give us an explanation of what is going on with these characters. You know, we always thought that his anger was just the fact that his father was gone but it was also that, you know, he was being abused in a group home and his best friend that became like his brother was locked up for 18 years because he pulled a gun on some people that was beating him up. You know what I'm saying? I thought that that was really, really dope, man. So um, 
shout out to, and this was Michael B. Jordan's uh, directing debut. I think that he did a really, really great job with this movie. Um, the things that he incorporated, you know, shout out to Tessa Thompson, uh, Felicia Rashad, like, you know, everybody was greatly casted in this movie. Even a little girl like Jonathan Majors, like he fit, he fit this like a glove, you know what I'm saying? No point intended. But I really think that the hype that this movie got, it deserved it. And for a movie that started, if I'm not mistaken, in 1976, for this shit still to be going and to be as good as it was. Like, this is the thing. Like, if you're gonna do a continuous story, make sure the shit is good. It's all you gotta do. Like, I know the ideas are running short in Hollywood, and they're like, why they keep remaking movies or movies that got something to do with something else, all this type shit. If the shit is done right, there's nothing wrong with it. And I think that this series has been done right. And, and to me, as like I said earlier, they have gotten better and better and better. And this movie, I think is gonna end up being a classic. To me, it's an instant classic. And I ain't got no more words for it. So shout out to everybody um, involved in this movie. It was a great, great film. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Um, but that's all I got. Shout out to my guy, Casey. You know what I'm saying? That's the music you hear in the background. You know what I'm saying? The intro, all that type shit. Appreciate everything that he does. Shout out to my guy, Scoots Bronson. Stay tuned to the Viewers Anonymous podcast. We will be coming, you know what I'm saying, with more heat. So just keep your eyes on that. Rate, subscribe, review, all that type shit. Even this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Let me review. Let me know what you think. Um... You know, follow the social medias, s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on IG. Um, you know, shout out to my guy Siege, E. Carter, JD. Appreciate everybody's support. And this was episode 127 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast. And I'm out.